0: To you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Oliver, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To with your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To. I'm Gabe Diverge. And I'm Chris Atfield. Gabe, it's uh, good to be back. Uh, it's it's be back. been
1: it's been a, a little bit of a weird trip, but uh, it, it's good to be back. Um, I was cu- so I literally <laughs> I just I, I have this on my head, and I want to get this off the bat before before we get started here. For some reason, I just have it in my head. So I'm coming home from work. I. Uh, I work nights. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows. I don't know if I I work nights, so I'm getting gas. So I have gas, you know, to, to, to go to work tomorrow and just have it for the day. And I literally, it, it made me so happy. I see this this 14 year old kid, this this guy, this this boy, and this girl. And he walks up to the register and he buys this girl a soft drink. And it was just like, he stares at her the entire time he's paying for it. You know, like the Fast and Furious episode where, where Paul Walker's staring at the the other girl in the, in the driver's seat while he's yeah. driving. Yeah. yeah. He, he basically pulls that at the cash register. And it was just a really amazing flex. <laughs> and that, I, I, I just, I've had it in my head. And we had a little conversation with the podcast and literally the whole time we were talking about, I was I was just thinking about this kid that pulled the most amazing flex at, at the cash register at the gas station. And that's it. <laughs> That's, that's how I wanted to lead the podcast today because that kid made me really happy. He was paying for that soft drink and he was just staring her down the whole time and letting her know this is happening right now. And it,
0: I don't know. It made me happy. He just, he had the swag that all of us try to bring into our everyday lives. And Chris, I, I you know, I, I completely understand. He shot, he shot his shot. Uh, yeah. Just like I would be remiss if I did not mention that you shot your shot recently. You are an engaged man. Congratulations to Chris. Everyone send him your regards <laughs> on your vacation. You uh, you popped the question and she no. didn't say no. So it's <laughs> <That's laughs> always a good thing. There, there was a brief pause, but um... a, a, a pause of, of shock and happiness. I have <laughs> yeah. been certain. Yeah. So that is, you know, that is the big news in what high school and you went on that vacay. And that's why we we're on a, a little bit of a hiatus. Um, but you, we, while you were gone, you know, we had some fun things happen. Um, I, I we, we kind of like low key launched our new website. I don't know if people realize that. Uh, if you go to what high dot school. Uh, you, that's, that's the, the address, the URL, what high dot school, which I I think is pretty cool. Uh, our new website, it is, uh, not the weird, like 1998 looking (laughs) website that our podcast provider offered for free. And we're like, yeah, let's do that for now. (laughs) We're, 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 you know, almost 30 episodes into this charade, Chris, so we've got to be a little more legit. Um, so if you go there, you find all the old episodes, uh, you know, a, a really cool photo, um, um, from, a from a friend of mine, a, a photographer guy of mine, um, Sam Hunter, who, who does some pretty cool photography, um, <laughs> And is it so graciously provided that for the website. Uh, you know, it's not your stock. It's not your stock Google Images. I didn't search Google Image Google Skyline for our website, Chris. We had, we're, we're better than that. It's just fancy. It is, it is fancy. And uh, a, another little treat in there, which if you've been on the website, you've noticed is uh, tucked in the, in the right side. We are starting a newsletter. Chris, yeah, people may be aware that our our background wasn't talking words; it was writing words. <laughs> it's a lot more difficult when you're talking. There's a it's a lot more awkwardness.
1: You can kind of avoid that on the on the WordPress and in the, the
0: Microsoft Word. Yeah, Chris, Chris, uh, uh, I I think Chris has a lot more experience than I do getting than getting published. But I I have a little bit of myself, and uh, so we're gonna take you know. We're going to take this thing to the next level and get back to our wordsmithing roots and do a little newsletter, uh, every, every now and again, I think our goal is to start it by the end of the month and, uh, send out something once a week, just sort of, you know, things that we're reading that we're interested in, uh, just some uh, sort of thoughts. And then if there's something that we want to, that we think fits a little bit differently than the podcast. Cause we, you know, we talk about big topics here and I think sometimes we, we joke after, you know, before and after the podcast, it's like, man, uh, that's just like a big idea that I kind of want to get out on paper. So the newsletter is going to be sort of our outlet for that. And it's sort of sort of an extension, uh, another planet in the, what high school did you go to universe? And, uh, definitely looking forward to that. So keep an eye, if you, if you go to the, you know, go check out the website right now, it just, uh, you're listening to podcasts, you, you're not doing anything else. Uh, don't do it while driving. That's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what hide school and check us out and, and check out the newsletter and, and we'll get things started. We'll talk a lot more about it before then for sure.
1: Speaking of those, those big ideas. And I, I didn't even mention this to you, but you kind of made me think of it. You had a tweet a few days ago that I, I kind of just pinpointed my brain. I wanted to come back to it. You said something along the lines of you're interested in, in what gets defined as as country. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you have any, have anything? Could you explain that a little bit more? Because just, just just like a random thought, if you don't have anything, you don't don't have to move on. on, But
0: but I'm curious about that. It piqued my interest. Oh, I'm, I'm legitimately, like I'm not a like quote unquote country music fan chris like I enjoy some country music but I do find country music to legitimately be I mean this sincerely I'm not just saying this I find it the most fascinating drama like like genre like in terms of the drama and identification and what it means to quote unquote be country and how that has like, it's even, good you're going to Texas soon. Over, I'm, I'm legitimately going to Texas. Yeah, and and no, but like like joke, like even just mentioning that's like, it feels like a few years ago uh, we had like Chris Stapleton, and I saw everyone like everyone about Chris Stapleton. It's like this is real country. Yeah, this is bro country, which bro country is garbage. You'll never find me uh, admitting. I I don't like. it. I'm not even I'm even like admitting. It. It's just serious. I don't like it. But anyway, so. Chris Stapleton, he's not bro country. He's real country. You know, they're finally recognizing him at the Grammys and the CMAs and finally real country's getting out there. So it's bro country loser stuff. And then uh, you <laughs> see things happen like, and I'm like fascinated by stuff like Casey Musgraves. is like, if you ask me who's my favorite country artist, it'd be Casey Musgraves. And like, she's not considered country at all. So yeah. like, who, okay, how does that matter? You know, I think- it, it, country is like the only genre that the lines also, don't blur. The lines don't blur. They won't let you take from them. But like, yeah. R- you could be hip hop and R&B. You could be pop and rap. You can be pop and R&B. You can be rock and roll and rap, which is terrible. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but uh, country, you can't be other things. It can only just be country. Uh, They're the ones who decide what that line. There's a group of people, and 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 listen, I'm. There's people listening to this podcast that are really, that really will stand. Uh, Let me say, I'm not, I've not listened to a Tyler Childers album, but that tweet was in regards to Tyler Childers and seeing people talk about the fact that he's quote unquote real country. I have no beef with him, but I just, I'm (laughs) always, I'm always fascinated by who and who isn't, is it quote unquote country or real country or fake country? And yeah I mean what, it, like national I mean like even it goes to like I like I love the New York Times' coverage whenever they talk about country music it's actually fantastic, fantastic even though like that's like from New York, like they have some critics who are really versed in country history, so I'd always recommend that. But they talk about it a lot on their podcast, the podcast, and like when they have a country episode, maybe once every like two or three months, and it's always my favorite episode because they talk about what's happening in country, and I I think it's a very fascinating genre because the structure is so different than every other genre. If that makes sense. So yeah, yeah I mean,
1: I think it's kind of the only uh, only genre that I can come of that doesn't really allow it to get too far away from its roots. Like there are not many artists these days that are saying the same things that Tupac and Biggie and, and even Nas said in rap songs, maybe, right, right. maybe Jiko and Kendrick. I think the only like parallel I could draw for you is kind of like when mumble rap became a thing, there was yeah. a bit of a, a standoffish from, from some of the hip, Pop community, but there's still going to be that sector of people that kind of embrace it just because it's the, the new hot thing. I, I don't know that I have much of an uh, an expert opinion on pop music, so I can't really give you a parallel there. Obviously, rap would be kind of my my, my one thing yeah. that I I would say. But I, no, I mean it, it, it's a good
0: point. Um, but when you talk about like rap music, and you like have the situations where like a guy like like Ebro you know, the, the DJ from New York or Joe Budden will say, that's not rap. It's always an older person the country. It's, you have people of all ages back, like, well, that's not real country. And that's why like <sighs> I find that almost like more fascinating.
1: I, I do think though rap is very Quick to point out when someone Is selling out so to speak Yeah, in the yeah. Sa- in the, Like the, like the same vein almost of like country music uh, Shit I was really Quick to do that with Chance and probably yeah. Not not the most like just thing I don't know if it's really fair on my part But I couldn't fight it either one way or another It was just like the way I felt Yeah
0: Music is subjective but I don't know Like that was the impetus to answer your question That was the impetus of the tweet <laughs> Yeah. I just yeah. I find that conversation fascinating, and like seriously, again, if you, like, I, it was about Tyler Childers, but I, I have no opinion on Tyler. I, I need to listen. That's it's a blind spot. I mean, you, I, you do, need do need to
1: listen to Tyler I, Childers. I, I need, I need to career. listen.
0: And, it, yeah. and his story of the fact that literally three years ago he was like playing for beer money, and like yeah. that's awesome. That's amazing story. <laughs> As, country music can do that, you know, in, in unique ways. So that's cool. Uh, what's so what's going on in jury duty? What is, what is, well, Chris, I can't really so talk about it. It,
1: it, It's funny because like I was telling you before the podcast, I literally come home from vacation and I have a summons waiting for me from the beautiful people at the Kentucky jury duty for a another jury duty appearance to fulfill my civic duty. Um, the past two times they have sent me a summons. I have got out of it before I reached the courthouse and had them reschedule it. So I think this time I'm going to have to finally fall on yeah, my you're sword.
0: Gonna to, you're going to have to go and, in and, and, and go in. So yeah. It's the same thing. I did. <laughs> I, I, I got a jury duty summon literally like a year ago and I, I saw that it was going to be right, you know, sort of as the third trimester uh, started for my wife. I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't be out of pocket for like two weeks when right. uh, potentially this baby could show up. So let's not <laughs> do this. And I sent that to them like, that's fine. Um, why don't you you know come back in May? And then May comes around and I'd had a trip, a work trip schedule. And I sent them my tenure. I said, Hey, I've already booked this. So I can't get out of it. They said, okay, we'll move it to August again. So here I am. I show up uh, to jury duty. Uh, I've not been selected for any trials. So my understanding is I can't like, I, there's nothing for me to incriminate myself with, Um <laughs> at this point. Cause I've, I literally have no involvement yet. And, uh, uh I hope Tom Wine is listening to this podcast. Let me say. But, but let me quickly say, uh, the one observation I have about jury duty is an observation. Anyone could have any day and time. I will never, uh, not be surprised at the lengths people go to not listen to directions. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, and you just, you hear people just, people won't follow directions, uh, uh, you know, adult, uh, you know, adults, not old people, not like young people, adults, like people in their middle ages in their 30s and their thirties and forties. And then, uh, when they're, when they mistakenly follow directions or, or, or don't, you know, um, don't excel in that craft. Uh, They didn't get upset and blame everyone. (laughs) And uh, it's like, this process is terrible. And listen, man, you've got 250 or 300 people in this room trying to get organized and all who want to get out of this. There's no way to do this that everyone's going to be happy. So just sit down, shut up like the rest of us.
1: (laughs) As someone who's worked in customer service and it still works in customer service to this day, front facing customer service. I can tell you that this is very real and I am always amazed at kind of in the same vein, but the priorities, people, people prioritize stuff. I would tell you that if, if baby boomers paid attention to the roads as much as they paid attention to the price of something, then the highways would be a lot more safer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, dude, like I, I, I totally get you. That's uh, I, I'm looking forward to my experience and honestly, at this point, because I've dodged them so much, I wouldn't even be mine if if I actually made it to a trial. That would that would be
0: compelling stuff. It's almost it's almost wanted me to get into a trial more because I just see the mistakes these people are making, or just like <laughs> a natural demeanor. And I'm like, this person could potentially decide the fate of another human being. Right. Right. In five to ten to twenty years. That's a scary I don't know if that's all right. I don't know if I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's enough about us. I <laughs> think. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the the story that I think is uh, definitely swept up Louisville this week. So far. He's dominated we're there. We're recording that. We're recording this on a Tuesday night, and that would be uh, David Grissom's deposition uh in in some kind of uh you know financial fraud lawsuit that the university has filed against uh, former president James Reed in which this deposition um, Mr. Grisham, who is the former board of trustees chairman, he's still on the board currently. Um, but on July 26, 2019, he told uh, lawyer and old, old father who is the attorney for Ramsey's chief of staff, Kathleen Smith, that Ramsey had told him a trustee was quote, the cash source for the U of L basketball strippers, uh, and the in and then that Katina Powell scandal. And, uh, so that you know, that brought up a lot of stuff. That brought up uh, Kentucky sports radio becoming Louisville sports radio for a few hours, which is dude. real good. Um <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that shade. Right. I
1: would, no, I would like to. <laughs> I would really like to yeah, know how much money they made, made off the
0: University of Louisville over the past two to three years. Holy shit! dude I just want to say there's. now nah, we. I can't. But, but I'll say this. <laughs> <I'm just serious. laughs> I've never, I've never seen a football program, a big, a big five-power football program, get so excited about former recruits succeeding at other schools. Yeah. The, not, even, not even people who, who chose you and then transferred. People who went to other schools because they got offers and didn't go to your school. Yeah. It doesn't make them a, a former Wildcat. If the it's guys not, are, it's, <laughs> no, these these are the things that happen in August when we don't have sports around us. BB like, is treating the University of Miami quarterback battle like a win. <laughs> <laughs> like we're 1-0 this year.
1: What? <laughs> no! <laughs> But, but, but I'm telling you, to remain sane, these are the things we don't notice when sports is in our life. Oh when we don't have them, all of these things, these little things that happen on the internet, they're magnified because we don't have anything to do with our time. So we see this stuff and we're just like, is this shit legitimate? And it bothers us a lot more. Well, we can move on. We we can, I, mean,
0: but it was just, I digress. I digress. <laughs> the, 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 flip, the funny thing about this... I, you I, mean I don't know that, back to Grisham? The, the yeah, back, back, to, back, back to Grisham. I, I don't think we need to like
1: kind of introduce it any more than that because by this point a lot of people are familiar with the story. It's been dominating the airwaves almost in a more larger way than I could even imagine. I guess because it's summer and again we don't have much to do. But the funny thing about it is that it puts the local fan in the position to root for James Ramsey to be telling the <laughs> truth, which is hilarious. I mean, I, yeah, because, because the alternative is that either Grissom is saying everything that is true. And by the way, on like a, like a serious note, and for whatever reason, if this information could be corroborated, which I don't, See, it could be. But if it could be, and there was validity to it, the university would be in a lot of trouble. Um, uh, the, the Things, things would, would change a little bit more around the scandal. I, I think it would open up a whole new can of words because you would have a university's board that actively hid information from the NCAA during an active investigation. Well, so let's that's
0: be, let's be clear that I, I I put the chance of that having happening at like two. Yeah, I mean NCAA can't compel anyone to to come and, and speak.
1: Well I, James James Ramsey can't there's no reason that he would have to speak. There's not any really reason that Grissom would have to speak. And, and
0: like I said uh, I'll put the disclaimer on it. It's very unlikely that it would happen, but it was just kind of a side. No, say, yeah, you know. no. And and but, that's but that like that was like you know you kind of messaged me like oh we got to talk about Grisham and I kind of was like I, I was in I was in the jury duty hall so I was like I don't want to talk about this um, <laughs> because and, and I said that because I I think I'm I'm just at the point with NCAA stuff that. I don't think any, I, I, none of us can predict what they're going to do, but the crux of the future for Louisville stands at the point of does the NCAA recognize that Louisville changed its leadership and does that matter at all? So are they going to hold what past leadership did against them still or and future and, you know, present and future, you know, uh, members of this basketball team or athletic program or what, et cetera, or, Are they just going to be like, well, you know, you saw what you did wrong and you fixed it internally and we'll give you, you know, maybe four or less scholarships over four years, et cetera, et cetera. So I I don't see how this, you know, just like sort of we're saying, I don't see how that changes those parameters in any way, shape or form. Uh, So that's kind of why I think it's just at this point, it's what you said, it's fodder for the summer. It's like, yeah, that's really interesting. And that's, but if if Louisville football is playing, I don't think this is really a story.
1: No, I mean,
0: how the hell has Ripetino not tweeted about this, though?
1: That's the <laughs> real, that's a real I, <laughs> like, uh, the real disappointment. Like, the pending litigation, I guess, with the university, yeah. I mean, when has someone telling Ripetino not to talk about something ever worked in but, the past? Let's be but real. But
0: speaking of him, it's, I, I don't know if it was Sullivan who mentioned it, but he said that, I think it was Sullivan, who tweeted that the Rick Patino Adidas case got dismissed. Yeah. That he assumes that there, there's been a settlement. And I wonder if he can't talk about any kind of U of L scandals anymore. As well, yeah, I mean, there's a settlement. <laughs>
1: There's a, there's a special meeting tomorrow, and a lot of people kind of think that that may have something to do with Grissom, but it could also have to do with with the Patino lawsuit because it, it specified, you know, pending litigation. So I guess we'll kind of see where that whole thing stands. Yeah, that is happening tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the funny thing about the whole, the whole Grissom thing is if you go back and watch the disposition, he just seems like a guy... Like, I, I, I don't even want to be mean, but he just seems like a senile guy. Like, he, yeah. he, he talks about how that, you know, he says this stuff and he, he's like, yeah, the, the most egregious thing was they didn't tell the board. That, that the money came from a trustee. And then he's like, well, who is that board member? I'm not going to tell you. He gets reminded that he's on oath. He says, well, I don't know. He didn't tell me who it was. So his story immediately changes the more that, that he's pushed. It goes from... I'm not going to tell you who it is Who? well, I I don't know who it is. He didn't tell me. And I mean, just nothing about this makes sense. The the meeting happens uh, apparently somewhere in the East end of Lowell, because obviously of course it happens in the East end of Lowell, <laughs> but it, it happens there. I think it was a few days before Grissom was appointed to the board and it makes it seem like James Ramsey's just going to be out there telling David Grissom, as he's coming to the board, hey, I, I, I know where the money came from for the Sherper scandal. You're just not gonna be openly sharing making- that information. Like that, that, that's a secret you take to your grave. Who do you tell that to? Yeah.
0: You don't tell it to anybody. Uh, I found that super odd as well. I found that when I when I when I read the original article and I was like, wait a minute. So this happened like before he joined the board yeah that's like some Hoffa shit like you know it's like you're not telling anyone about that business I, I don't think you tell your wife that
1: i mean no. that's that's a secret you take to your grave why are you just openly in the air sharing the information
0: so i don't know i mean it's it's really, really ramsey has a hundred like he has dismissed this through his lawyer yeah said, this is not true. It would not, I don't think it'd be admissible in a court of law in general, because it seems to be hearsay-ish. Um, so that's, I don't know, but.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a whole other thing too, is the only really way that, the only way I could see that the NCA could kind of use some of this information and possibly cooperate it is if they were able to have access to financial records that had been subpoenaed but uh, i mean the only person that that i could see it getting subpoenaed from at this point is is campus police i don't know if that that investigation has been been wrapped up and that's that's a whole nother thing like there's there's as you talked about there's there's obviously scandal fatigue that's happening at this point and people are just like whatever yeah but uh, i don't know yeah, I mean, I, I guess I kind of covered it. It's been it's been like amazing to me how much run this has got because it hasn't even surfaced whatsoever of the national seed. It hasn't no, been on yeah. the bottom ticker. It hasn't been mentioned. It was mentioned once by Pat Forty. There wasn't even a column written. And and that's I'm, a glad
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because that was sort of the other thing that I was like, I don't think this is really that big of a deal. I didn't see. I'm kind of I'm I'm in a few you know like global. Facebook groups and fan groups. And and I try and keep my hands on the pulse of, 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 of some of the guys who would kind of come out and be like ESPN yet again, against and I haven't seen that from any of those guys. (laughs) So that's just sort of makes me also think that, that people kind of dismiss this as a crazy 82 year old dude (laughs) who may or may not be talking out of his right ear. And it just, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, how, How big a deal is like? Do you think, in the grand scheme of things, is is that?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said, it's it's a huge deal. If for some way it can be cooperated, but without that, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, I I think in the world of NCAA, where there's so many murmurs and so many, you know. So many times that, you know, coaches have have gotten away with stuff and and things can be said. I I, I just don't ever see this coming to any kind of fruition, even if it did happen. And. Just sort of the way, just from the source and the way that they're coming out. I, I don't, I don't believe the thing Gersham says. I don't believe the thing Ramsey says. So I need to hear it from a third person <laughs> uh, before I'm even thinking about it. But before
1: you move on, I have a just random ass question for you off the top of my head. That has nothing to do with this whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Be- better Disney movie franchise. Oh, Toy-, <laughs> Toy Story or Shrek?
0: Well, D- Trek isn't a Disney movie. That's the... Oh, ex- yeah, no, that's, Pixar, that's Pixar. So, holy shit. No, no, sure, either way.
1: Dreamworks. <laughs> sure. Dreamworks. Okay, either way. That's fine, too.
0: We can Why just get better than it
1: Because What happens now, what I've realized that happens when you're engaged is you get drunk on a Tuesday night or, or a Monday night and you watch multiple... multiple we watch both Shrek's one and two and then we argued about shrek versus toy story so i was just curious of your question
0: <laughs> uh a toy story and and no matter the no matter the question it's toy story and a landslide <laughs> okay then we can move on i disagree with you but we can move on all right chris let's talk about some actual sports uh because they're actually approaching and that's great that's good news we like <laughs> sports. Uh, We're legitimately, we are three weeks away. Yesterday was, was three weeks away from Louisville taking the field against the Notre Dame fighting Irish. And we continue to get, you know, sort of this mixed, you know, what's going on with the quarterback position. A lot of Evan Conley talk. I feel like that sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, But, there was a stat that we got from, I think it was pro football focus that we, uh, that was, 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 you know, put in front of our attention. I think David Hale retweeted it and it was ranking like for 2019 projected quarterback play, if I recall. And Louisville was very, 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 very far down. What was it, 188? I think we saw. Was that correct? Yeah, I think it was like third from last. Honestly, third from last, yeah. which is bananas.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how has it got to this point? Sometimes it's just like for me, I just gotta like pinch myself, and I'm like, God, it is really this bad? But like, yeah, that is the view of of local football and. Puma Pass is that they are the
0: third worst quarterback core in the country, and that's that's kind of the reality right now. And, and that's based on like that's based on advanced analytics charting of passes from last year, mm-hmm. of which uh, Puma Pass is not too great at passing. And uh, nobody at Louisville did very good at passing the ball and being a quarterback. Uh, what it, so I, I know you sort of had, you know, some some, some thoughts on this, Chris, and I, and I wanted to get your take for sure. No, I mean,
1: my thing is, like, I, I just, like, we go through Louisville Media Day, and obviously, like, Media Day for me is like one of the
0: more pointless things, like in, in the it's world. It's just to get quotes, man. It's just yeah. Like, and, but,
1: but like, with this particular, like, the, the whole new coaching thing, you've had Scott Satterfield go in front of the mic so many times at this point, like, you're not going to get anything else. Like, yeah. he's saying the thing he's going to say, it's not going to change. And like, we just haven't had many positive things come out of his mouth about actual football things, other than we are going to try hard, and I'm going to put the people on the the the, the field that are going to try the hardest and the ones that are make plays. But we did get a little bit something from from Letford. It was a very like kind of throwaway quote, and it was along the lines of that Puma is kind of like separating himself, but then he's asked specifically about like passing and whatnot and and things like that. And he's basically like the throws are not there. And like, I think it's like, (laughs) if the throws are not there right now, then like, when are they going to be be there?
0: there. Yeah. They're not going to be there.
1: So, my question is, like, I I really don't want to spend a lot of time on this because the football conversation is old and stale until we get to the season. Right. Lowell Lowell plays Notre Dame. They play Eastern Kentucky. We have actual things we can analyze because everyone knows the story that happened last year. You were not watching the game seven games into the season. You were doing something else with their Saturday because that's how bad it was. But my thing is, like, if Puma is mediocre this season or he's just playing bad – I don't know how we even talk about it because, like, there's no there's no onus on Scott Satterfield to improve Puma Pass if he's just a bad quarterback. There's nothing you could do with that. I guess the only like thing you conversation you can have is how long do you wait before you pull him and you move on to the next guy? And that's just like a general baseline conversation. Like, like I said, we can spend a few minutes on it, but I don't know.
0: Do you have any thoughts on I mean, that? I, I think the answer is not long. I mean, I think the answer is you let him play. Through, if, if we're losing big to Notre Dame, maybe you throw someone else in there and then you let him start against Eastern Kentucky. And if he's struggling against Eastern Kentucky, uh, it's, it's – um, yeah, that's a problem. Um, so I think – I don't know. I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you. I, I think we, you know, it, it, because there's such a dearth of content, because you're looking for anything, and it's really hard to find anything to talk about with a really bad football team.
1: We- and also a the, the, very vanilla coach who doesn't say a lot of, like, <laughs>
0: you know, exciting things for right now. That's us no, let's absolutely. People are are trying to talk themselves into this Louisville team, and I just want to see. I just want to see what they are. I just want to see what they are because we don't know what they are. It's and we don't have any kind of inclination of what they're going to be. Besides, likely very bad. And you know that sucks. That's that's not going to be very fun. Um, but I'm so I, I'm with you. I'm I'm so tired of all of the all of the hand wringing and all of the, you know, over under two and a half games over. It, it, it doesn't matter. to me It doesn't matter to me where, where, because nothing, you know, nothing people say at this point is, is in any situation, when you're projecting things um, it, you can say it doesn't matter. But I think especially for this team and especially at this landmark and this beginning of this road, I, I, I don't even know where we're going to go. I don't even know what the, I, I, I know what the destination is, but I don't have any kind of idea of what the path is going to be along the way. More so than any other team I think I've ever like been a real fan of. I, I think don't know what the path is. I think people in like,
1: I don't want to really call them analysts, but fans that are in media that, you know, maybe run websites or whatever. I think the ones that are out there Putting these these win totals of maybe they're going to win five games, maybe they'll get to a bowl game. I think saying things like that, they think they're they're supporting Satterfield and they're 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 doing positive things for them. But I think saying things like that is not fair Yeah, I, mean, I think that it's setting him up for failure because if you're saying things like that and then then he comes out and you know it's a, it's a three win team and it's a team that beats Western and Eastern and maybe an ACC team. At that point, you're setting him up to to kind of destroy him. And I just don't think that's fair. It is a very long process. There wasn't a tight end on the roster. Like, <laughs> something as simple, as simple as that, there wasn't a single tight end on the roster. Like, yeah, just small stuff like that. And people, they, they, they're always going to talk themselves – into another win the closer we get to a season and i'm just not going to move on from the mark of of kind of where i'm at you beat eastern you beat western and the rest is gravy that's that's just where i'm
0: at uh it's it's such it's such a tough thing because i think louisville's in like such a weird position too where it's like they're they're, the division there's just not the games that you can count on so i I don't know like most of the like kind of projections of Pythagorean, you know, mathematics, like Louisville will find a win somewhere, but I'm not. I'm anyway, yeah, we're doing Man. the, the, the finding wins and over-under things. So I, can, I can't do that. I can't, I just can't bring myself to really do that seriously. I think it's kind of our general point. Um, anything else on football before we move on to something cool. we're both very excited about? We can move on. Let's talk about the basketball team and let's talk, talk about, about it. it's it, talk about a, a, a program, a team that is giving us content that I think we all can grasp on. Um, <laughs> you were gotten, you, you had you had left when they announced the floor, right? When they allowed, yeah. So yeah. The, the floor was already out when I left. The so floor yeah. was already out, but we had this their like second annual lockup day where they lock up the Twitter account, and I tweeted this out. And I kind of just wanted to kind of wax poetic, but it's so great to have a basketball program that acts like it's 2019 or like acts like they're in 2019. It's just, you know, seeing them manage social media and engage the fans in this way has been, it's been so much fun. And I, Chris, have you gotten to see the video that they dropped uh, that seven minute video? Did you get a chance to see that one? Yeah. I
1: actually actually watched it this morning. It was, it was just kind of like funny to come back and, you know, be in and out of social media and just see like, people talking almost seemingly every day about something related to the basketball team that someone had posted or like, you know, whether it was the, the lake thing or like the the whole Twitter live down, it was cool to like see such a big conversation piece in the middle of August about global basketball. And it was solely based off social media.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was really cool. And, and I just, I think they're managing, you know, we talk about, we, you know, one of the fun summer things to talk about is program prestige. And I didn't even write this down, but I don't know if you saw the, the Ken Palm uh, program mm-hmm. prestige thing that came out, you know, I think you had Louisville, what, seventh, right? In yeah. The, the seventh or eighth. It
1: was seventh or
0: eighth. I, I, it was by, they were next to Florida. That's all I really remember. Yeah. But you know, so anyway, but I mean, Louisville being, you know, one of the great programs and I just didn't think, I, I don't think they've acted like it in, in, in past, you know, marketing wise for me in terms of uh, kind of marketing themselves as one of the premier, one of the top 10 programs in college basketball in the nation. And they're doing that. And they're in, things like this, these really cool looks into Louisville basketball, uh, which are being done by this guy they hired from UK uh, named Brandon Carlisle, who if, if you uh, I know Jeff has tweeted out some of his earlier work or I think he added an athletic post, I would go check that out because uh, the stuff he did for UK was incredible and that off-season video he did for Louisville uh, is in that same vein, and it just it felt um, it felt hard knocksish. It felt like just like a yeah. great insight into the team, and um, it just gosh, it got me so hyped for basketball season. So I just wanted how to mean, touch you, on that. You know, how much do you think that stuff translates to recruiting, though? How much do you think it really matters? I think it depends, man. I don't know. I think it just depends on the kid recruiting. I is mean,
1: so like, like, it, like it's. A, it it's great to like energize your fan base. And like, it's, I'm not going to blame hell. It's been awesome to me to like, I, cause I think seemingly out of nowhere, Louisville has gone from no social media presence to one of the best social media presence in the country. Like right. I, I, I follow, I follow Duke. I follow Kansas. I follow Kentucky. I'm trying to think of the other Twitter basketball teams. I think that's probably, I follow Memphis. I follow all of those. And like Louisville, by all accounts is blowing a lot of them out of the water. And obviously I'm a little biased, but I, I don't know. I, I think about that because I, I'm just curious how much it,
0: I, I think it may affect recruiting a little bit more than people realize. I, just think, to it's, like, I think it's, sir, I, I, I do think that not having any had a yeah. much bigger impact yeah. that people want to admit. I I'm, I'm prepared to say that I think in 2019, uh, kids, kids want to see, you know, they want to know they're going to be a star. And, you know, I've always heard people say that Louisville kids love coming on, you know, kids coming, love coming yeah Kids love to come to Louisville on recruiting visits because they're treated like stars and, and they go to these places in these cities and people know that they're on the visit. Um, Seeing that type of stuff like reflected in social media and knowing, okay, they won't just know who I am when they come on the visit, but they'll put me on the big screen, they'll put me on social media, yeah, Uh, make me a personality that matters, that matters to kids. That's that's like the biggest, yeah, that's like the biggest
1: thing is not only like the social media for the team, but but Lowell's been actively trying to promote the freshmen, yes, um, and that's that's been a huge. Um, because you, you 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 go from a regime that was almost freshman didn't play. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know, and that's that's like the wildest thing for me is uh, it, it's kind of hard to to get used to it. I, I see some quotes from some of just the 2020 guys that that Chris Mack is out there in the recruiting trial telling these guys they they can be one and done. So you can come to Lobo and be a one and done. And man, that's just it's refreshing. Um, it's cool, but it's, it's difficult to kind of grapple with at times because you're so used to the alternative.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, you know, there's, there's not much basketball wise. I mean, we, I think, um, you know, I think we can talk a little bit about Jordan Mora once the, the FIBA basketball World cup happened, yeah. um, which I'm really excited to see how he performs in that and with much yeah. better competition, but everything that has happened this summer basketball wise, has just made me more excited for how special this season could be and, yeah. and, and just the general project, you know, kind of arc of where Louisville basketball is going. It feels, feels fantastic. It feels fantastic. And it's, um, you know, you know, the football team, I, th- I think we'll get back there at some point, but it's just, I think just seeing that turnaround and seeing how, how, how it happened so quickly has been fantastic. Any, anything else on, on basketball before we, uh, well, we can, we can close with some governors. So well, can close do us. The governors race. Yeah. So Chris, we were less than a hundred days to the election, to the governor's race, and I know we talked a little bit before we started recording um, about a podcast I mentioned the other day, um, My old Kentucky podcast, and, and a little conversation they had with uh, 538's Perry Bacon Jr. about po- politics in general and talked about Kentucky. And they had a really co- a conversation we kind of both keyed on where they were wondering if Bashir is running sort of the right campaign for this race, a question we've asked ourselves about you and I in previous episodes and something that I think we kind of differed on previously, but I think um, they sort of thought that Bashir is keeping things low key and that's the best way for him to win this race and, and and kind of talked about it in a way that made sense to me as a person who's disagreed with that idea. And I don't know, I mean, sort of what's, you know, where, where are you on this? I'm starting to see, you know, before you jump into that, I'm starting to see like signs for Bashir everywhere. It feels like there's a sense of momentum quote unquote uh, for him in terms of starting to get people to fall in line and and prepared uh, to, to vote out Matt Bevin and, and definitely feels like, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, uh, president Trump is coming uh, a week from a week from once uh, tomorrow to raise some funds for him. I have a feeling that might be a touch point. So yeah. what, what do you think? What are your thoughts?
1: It's a weird place for me to be because like, I'm just against kind of like the basic level thing. You know, I'm, I would love to see just Kentucky swing for the fences, but I also at the same time realize how important it is for the state of Kentucky to get Matt Bevin out of office. Um, so I, I think, I, I think the campaign by, by Bashir to this point has kind of been what you'd expect. Um, he hasn't made it about national level things. He was asked, um, he's been asked about immigration um, and, and he, and he kind of hasn't really answered it. He's kind of said this, this election is about Kentucky. It's not about immigration. And obviously, I mean, immigration in the state of Kentucky is not a huge issue given where the states are located ge- geographically. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things need to be about Matt Bevin for, um, for uh, Andy Bashir. They don't need to be really about Andy Bashir. And I don't think he's done anything to, to change that. I don't think he's done anything really very exciting at this point, but I'm not sure that's what you want. I, I, I think you want minimal excitement because there's enough uh, – we, we've talked about this. I mean, there's enough angst for Matt Bevin in this state – um, that you don't truly have to do anything too spectacular. I believe I haven't always believed that in the past. Um, my my question is, is still going to be, and I'm not sure it's going to change. We're going to have new developments. Things are going to heat up, you know, the closer we get to election. There'll be a surprise
0: or two. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get off the talking point of, you know, if the democratic party comes out to vote the elections over and to be sure going to be your governor. Um, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm right there with you and it will be, it will be super interesting to me. I think especially, um, I don't know. I don't know what the debate thing is. The If there's kind of any debates that have kind of been outlined, I'm sure we'll probably hear about that before the end of the month or sometimes early in the month. I'm sure they'll have one, two, maybe three debates before um, that I'm sort of really interested in that yeah. I think will be really fun. And um, you know, I wonder because that's one thing Matt Bevin's really good at is talking. So yeah, that could that could be a, for sure could be a touch point.
1: I, I kind of wanted to pick your brain. You just kind of make me think of it. it. Is like if if a, a, if a pivot needs to happen, if the su- if surprise needs to happen, if a risk needs to be taken, who need, who kind of needs to take it more? Is it
0: Matt Bevin that would have to take that risk, or do do you think it's Danny Bashir? Like. I think it would, I think at this point it would have to be Bashir, but I think you're sort of seeing Bevin do that. I don't know. I, I know with you being sort of at of state, how much you saw about him. He's really sort of in the way that Trump in 2018 really played up integration, immigration, mm-hmm. not integration. Um, Bevin is really playing up uh, abortion and, um, you know it's so like textbook it's very much get the you know get the party in line behind me you know he had this whole thing where he's showed a a flyer from Andy Bashir uh, a fundraiser that had uh, doctors that perform you know the two doctors uh, who run the only abortion clinic in, in the state and you know basically saying that like i think at one point the words blood money were tossed out and now he's talking about the fact that Bashir has mentioned his faith in some ads and that because he supports uh, a woman's right to choose that he's going against all kinds of faith things and i just saw today that there was like a response to that from some faith leaders which was interesting um I don't know. I definitely see, I mean, it didn't work for Donald Trump in 2018. He lost the house. Um, and, and, and I think lost a, you know, a Senate race or two that he could have won. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that's going to work here in Kentucky. I don't know if that is the type of issue that gets people to come out on a, a, a non, um, you know, the 20, the kind of the odd election year that, that, that Kentucky has.
1: Yeah, I I kind of think that's a place that that Matt Bevin may be able to hurt Bashir just like because I I literally like you said I've kind of been out of state and that's kind of like the first I've I've heard of that because I haven't heard much of it but just like off first opinion I kind of think that's like a a place that he could do a little bit of damage because that's not a place where Andy Bashir can proudly say hey, you know, I I support pro-choice. He's not going to openly say that in the state of Kentucky. That's just kind of the reality. Um, for for how the way he's running this election, that's not what he's going to do. Now, a, a guy like Adam Eatlin, maybe would have done that. A guy like Rocky Atkins, no chance, obviously. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that is kind of interesting. I do think it's a valid point that I'm not sure that's going to get Republicans to run to the, to, to the ballots to, to vote for Matt Bevin, singly on that issue. The way I've understood it so far is that kind of Matt Bevin has pointed to a lot of things like that, like the economy in the state of, state of Kentucky and saying, hey, you may not like me, but things are, you know, pretty okay.
0: Yeah, and I think <laughs> so, which they're not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which they're not. And it would be interesting. I I I wonder I've always kind of felt like the ace in the hole that Bashir, any Democratic person has had against bevin has been the education thing and the teachers. Yeah. And I wonder if once uh school gets started, he kind of hits home on that again because people will be thinking about school again. feels
1: like we said that last podcast though. What is the delay?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And, and there's kind of been some murmurs on the fact that they didn't really take out a whole lot of ads. I I, I think the more the closer we get, the more ads we're going to see. I've, I've seen a few tweets that say that they're starting to take, take out some ad buys. Um, it's uh, Judging by – there was a few tweets. There was a tweet from Matt Jones where he said that it was like a six-point race between um, – uh, and, and judging by the fact that I've seen – A ton of national Republicans kind of get like concerned. Like, I have like a a Twitter, uh, a tweet deck column that's like strictly hashtag uh, KYGov. And like it's set to verify. <laughs>
1: that you're gonna say strictly
0: hashtag concerned Republicans. No, no. <laughs> hashtag kygov, and it's set to. It's set to only verified people, and the vast majority. I mean, outside of the Republican Party, but the vast majority of them are from, like national gop people who are like mm-hmm. super concerned or just like oh matt you know c Bashir lies again which i guess like this is one of three governors races so it's not like they have a whole lot of things to worry about but it does really seem like the the republican governor association is very concerned but that could be me totally reading it wrong i, I don't
1: know yeah. you got any uh matt jones thoughts um, before, before
0: we close here, anything new that we haven't said? Because we're kind of just waiting here. Here's, uh, okay, here's what I'll ask you. Well, so here's what I'll ask you. Do you think by the time the next time we record, he will have a decision? Uh, you said September 1st, you thought, right?
1: I said September 1st because Kentucky plays August 31st. So somewhere in that window, I, I think so. And he said, he said kind of consistently, I did the Terry Matters interview, which was not really that. I was hoping we get a little bit more than we got, but we didn't get anything from that. Um, it was kind of a waste of my time to listen to, honestly. But I say yes, I do. I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: interesting. Um, yeah. I, think I, we're mean, getting, I think we're getting very close to that point. I think we're getting really close, and he seemed to insinuate that he uh, he's pretty close to a decision. And um, I don't know. I don't know. The better question is, is is Charles Booker announced by the by the time
1: that we record again? How about that?
0: Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently he tweeted four hours ago. We were discussing some news coming later this week when uh, someone was talking uh, nearby uh, <laughs> about Mitch McConnell. Something I don't know. It, it, interesting. <laughs> uh, maybe it's coming this week. I am. Um, I I think every day that passes that he doesn't announce, uh, I I sort of like put the little percent of chance of him actually running lower and lower. So he did, he did mention though to, to, to Terry Miners, which I kind of was, was floored at where he said he thinks he could still do the show or some kind of podcast version of KSR while he's running.
1: It, Which it, makes it, no it, sense it, to me. It, it's things like that that made me think that he's never actually seriously considered running, and goes back to my whole conspiracy theory. But we won't even,
0: we won't yeah, even, because I mean, I, I'm I pretty sure, like, just like law wise, like legally wise, yeah. he can't, he can't have the show it could potentially be a conflict of interest for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sort of with, it sort of sort of how we've talked about Louisville football. I'm just ready for him to make a decision and just re- react to it. Cause I'm so tired of him being like, oh, I'm going to make a decision by this point. I'll make a decision after my vacation. I'll make a decision in a few weeks. I'm going to make a decision very soon Just make the day. Work. As a friend told me, I had a friend, no joke, tell me either shit on the pot or move over. Yeah, that's a good way to view. That's, I think legitimately, I wonder if Charles Booker is waiting for his decision just to kind of... Yeah, I think so. I I think for sure. I think we didn't even... No, go ahead. Uh, uh, This is a totally different topic, so go ahead and... No, I think I I have a feeling... I haven't heard a whole lot of people say that Charles Booker isn't thinking about running, so I'm assuming he's he's going to run at this point. And I, I almost feel like he has sort of the everything ready and he wants to wait to see what Matt Jones does. Wait a few days. If he's running, wait a week or two, if he isn't running, wait a couple days and then drop it all. So yeah, yeah. I haven't even mentioned Barstool, which is you know maybe <laughs> you maybe
1: we for, talk about that <laughs> maybe for the better
0: maybe um, for the better uh, we don't want the stoolies to come after us
1: dude I just I, I found the dynamic of people that support some people that write for Barstool that are totally against the things they stand for and very interesting and that's
0: yeah I mean I do you know, uh, do you know what I'm talking about oh, I know what you're talking about I I, okay. I realized at one point I was a big fan of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the part of my take podcast, and uh, I kind of made a decision that I didn't want to support it at all. Just yeah. kind of, even though I really like those guys who run that podcast, I think it's an entertaining show, um, but couldn't be a part of it. Couldn't be. A but part that's how they that's how they survive. The that's right how there. they survive, and uh, we can leave it there. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah. Another time, Chris. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me again, to everyone. Go to the go to the website. Check out you know subscribe to the to the newsletter that's coming. It's called I didn't even mention so everyone who's listening and who listened to the end, congratulations. It's called the spaghetti junction journal. Yeah. There's a hell of a, a name. hell of a name, a name that we spent a lot. We, we wrote like a huge list of names and we whittled it down. And <laughs> I like the spaghetti junction journal. It's a good time. It's good fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And also we, we didn't talk about insider Louisville leaving. We never got a chance to do that, man. Shout out to those guys, man. That, that yeah. was really bummer. That's a real, we'll have to, Man, I'm. Just, we should have got to that, but nonetheless, we will, we will, yeah, we good. will. I'm glad that Sanka got on to CJ and Olivia Krauth got on to CJ. Hmm. There's a ton of other folk on that play on that on that website that did great work, and uh, they're looking for jobs right now. So if they're listening, support local journalism. journalism. Pay for your pay for your local journalism. For, How about that, subscribe <laughs> to the Courier Journal. It's really good. People just like to get mad about, at the Courier Journal, but it's actually good. Yeah. There's good stuff there. <laughs> Not everything's going to be a hit. It's it's quality, <laughs> but there's going to be some misses. So uh, shout out to everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's good to be back. Uh, we'll get this thing rolling again next week. Chris, thanks again for joining us. Congrats again. Yeah, absolutely. And See you guys next week. Take care.